socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. I was in a Ramones cover band once, but I never learned the lyrics. Didn't have to. Yeah. Because you're on drums. Yeah, and as was... you all know, the drums in Ramon songs are very complex. They go like this. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Guys, I got hired to be the music director at this uh, high school. But Have you the, seen uh... this? Have you heard about this? I got hired to be the music director at the high school. <laughs> but the, but the, oh, you don't but say, I... Kelly. That sounds like an interesting job. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. No, it's my job. No, it was my job. It was my but job. These, hey, who's this guy over here? These freaking kids, they won't stop talking about this rock and roll. I don't know what to do about it. Well, have you considered taking off your shirt? <laughs> you know, I don't think I have. Um, oh, that may, maybe I should also just join in when they threaten to burn the fucking school down. <laughs> I don't think I can be held accountable for this at all with a bunch of 18 yeah. and younger year olds. No, because by, by burning down the school, laws are no longer effective. Their permanent yeah. records are gone. It's not my fault, officer. I was following the lead of this 16-year-old who looks like she's 45. <laughs> it would be funny to see a sequel uh, to this movie where it is just like the trial of the Rock and roll uh, jail. music teacher. <laughs> yeah. And like like, the, either the, the prequel sequel where it just ha- it's like a Better Call Saul thing going on. That is who they would pin it on because, you know, like they... they Absolutely. Who knows He's about the, the minors, adult but... There. Right. He's yeah. the... Uh, adults so that's he's like um he's who they would pin it on they would try him as an adult yeah because he's 45 i think i think for this movie kids are fickle like kids listening to rock and roll or spice girls or whatever generation they're part of like yeah they they'll fucking eat that shit up they don't care but where the real propaganda kicks in here is when they show the adult getting into it and it's like oh god this is bad if you're if you're changing the opinion of an adult grown man and he's rebelling, uh-oh, now we got issues. Yeah. And rebelling means saying, hey, stuff it, old man, and kicking over a trash can. <laughs> yeah, and pushing... <laughs> I'm saving more for the for the main course. Welcome to Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Songs. A podcast about dumb shit, old man. Old man. <laughs> I kicked over your trash can. Sorry. This week, of course, we are reviewing Rock in Roll High School, a 1979 American musical comedy film directed by Alan Arkish and ghost-directed at times by Joe Dante when Arkish was overwhelmed with exhaustion. This film quite famously features and basically is about the rock band The Ramones, or just Ramones. This is a movie about one girl's obsession with the Ramones, essentially turning her entire school into the namesake Rock and Roll High School. The film's creation came from famous Hollywood producer Roger Corman, the iconic film producer who made many low-budget cult films and launched the careers of every single director that you've heard of or like. He's made many B-movies over the years, including having directed the original Little Shop of Horrors, which the play and eventual movie were based on. Corman wanted to create a modern teen movie, leading to the creation of 
rock and roll high school. The Ramones were not the film's first choice of band. In fact, they were considered a bit of a risk to have to be the big headlining act for this film, as they had not yet reached their status as a massive rock band. I wrote an editor's note here. Most of their biggest hits had already been released by the time this movie was being made, so I kind of called bullshit on this. Uh, There's a good article on Variety.com titled Rock and Roll High at 40, which talks all about uh, the Ramones coming into the project, the development of the film. There's more depth and detail there about this, but there's a lot to talk about with just with the movie itself. So gentlemen, what did you think of rock and roll high school? I thought it was pretty weird. Uh, it's a hard movie to categorize. Um, definitely parts of it were fun and it's definitely like a, you know, it's a movie with no plot. It kind of just like relies on you, like wanting to have fun with these characters and just like, mm-hmm. it's a hangout movie. It's a hangout movie. Very that's much that's so. my main thought. Yeah. This movie feels like the campiest thing I've seen in a while. I've watched in a while. Um, it's just like, uh, I'm trying to think of what it feels like. It feels like Rocky Horror Picture Show a little bit. But, like, not as fun to make fun of, I guess. Because it's... The intent feels different than Rocky Horror a little Mm. bit. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this film. Like, it's just propaganda for the Ramones, really. Like, that's how it feels to me. It's just like... uh, The the Ramones songs... They're a fine band. I'm not going to talk too much shit about them. They're an. Uh, I thought they were. Uh, they're marketed as way sexier than they are. Than they <laughs> appear in this movie. <laughs> they look awful in this film. Holy shit! They look so bad. Yeah. And yeah. so awkward. Oh my god! So incredibly. Yeah, they're all such bad actors. That's the. That's a big takeaway from this movie. Is wow, the Ramones can't. Act. It's a combo oh of them being terrible at acting, but also like. I don't know. I don't know if it's direction or what, but like them walking down hallways with their guitars unplugged and like pretending (laughs) to play their songs. And it's just like, Oh, you didn't like it when the drummer was clicking his stick to the drums and that was like, (laughs) and they did that in hard days night too. And I don't remember. I remember being a little caught off guard by it, but not as bad. Like they did it like five times in this film. And it's just like, Holy shit. Like this is, it's, it's, the Ramones have very short songs, but they all felt very long in this movie. <laughs> I'll just say that. Yeah, the concert sequence is very long. Like, oh it feels God. really long in this movie. Yeah. But, like, back then, that's what people wanted out of movies. Like, they wanted a fucking concert. They wanted to be able to, like... You couldn't just look up shit like that on YouTube. Like, you actually paying to go to a theater and kind of get a, like, sliver of a Ramones concert feeling. That was probably great back then. That was probably good value, so... Through that lens, this movie's a smash hit, but boy, uh, yeah, when are we watching Spice World? <laughs> we can do Spice World. Uh, we can. Because Spice World, Spice World's similar, and I'll say that the, the thing that this movie does, it's very much a hangout movie. It's very, like, high school teen comedy. Like, this is so aimless. There's not really a plot. The plot is, like, sort of forced in at times just so that the movie can move ahead a little bit, but otherwise... This movie's mostly just about 
following some characters, having some really wacky times. But this movie's version of wacky times, I'll say, is a little more inspired than like normal teen comedies, I would say, at this time, at the very least. Like, um, reality gets pushed a lot. This movie really is not based in any semblance of realism at all. And that's the part about this movie that I think works the best is that the goofy stuff is all really over the top, really silly. Um, the mice, for example, is like the biggest example I can think of that. Uh, they're, uh, when the Ramones get that played was spoofy. For, yes. Um, when the kid throws an airplane and it goes through the entire yes. school, that was yes. kind of spoofy. Yes. And there's like, one other thing where I'm like, oh, this is kind of in Clint Howard's character being like he is this like guy in the bathroom who takes meetings with kids to like hook them up or something. But like the way he does it is like so goofy and like he's got all these like props and stuff to like pull this off or something. There's a lot in this movie that's just like it's just a good time the whole time is what I would say. But you do have to like the Ramones because there are what, like 10 Ramones songs that get played in this movie. Ten thousand. So, 10,000? Oh my god, mm-hmm. I was miscounted. <clears throat> Each note is a song. <laughs> well, given a, oh, that's that one and song they that they play. And they use four notes per song, so it's like <laughs> 20 songs total. Yeah, I was very su- I was very surprised because I did not expect that this movie was going to be so wacky in the ways that it was, and that's the stuff that I just had a good time the whole time pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was like pretty like drony and aimless. The main problem I think that like kept this movie from having a plot was that its villains were like needed. I I don't even think I'd blame the actors so much as like just like better writing. Like I feel like the principal character in a movie like this like really carries a lot of of weight in the plot. And I don't know, like the casting, like maybe the actress was like kind of too young. Like I wanted like somebody older and the principal looked the same age as riff who was like the student (laughs) student anti-hero. If I want to be real, like the (laughs) principal kind of looked like Parker Posey and I like Parker Posey. So I just was like waiting for her to like be funnier and, I don't know. She just should have been like more. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like this. I want to hate this villain. You know what I mean? Like if if that's because she's the representation of the whole system that all these characters are supposed to be rebelling, rebelling against. And she's never that annoying or that threatening. Like she's not scary and she's not like hateable. And and on the other end, I want to like Riff, but I can't. She's. Like, she's got problems, man. She's got issues. Like, stop obsessing over the Ramones. Stop trying to fuck these (laughs) 42-year-old fucking freaks. Right. And also, I feel like she must have gotten held back in high school because, like I said, she looks like she's 40. She never studies. Yeah, she never studies. And then she's a terrible influence on her friend who has so much potential. Well, and then the other, like, central tension of the movie is, like, this guy, like, I want to get it in. Like, that whole, like, fucking, like, hallway walking down scene where he's like, why can't I fuck? Nobody wants to suck my little doinger. Like, I'm just like, (laughs) I hate this person. Like, you're setting up this, like, this who's, like, essentially our male lead in this movie and he's just the most like fucking loathsome little dork on the fucking planet and uh and then and then it's supposed to be, i don't get like and then he 
just the whole like love triangle between Riff, the nerd girl, and fucking this guy. I don't man. give a shit. I don't think the movie does that. Like, I think all this stuff, I agree with everything you guys just said. All this stuff is the reasons why this doesn't really work as like a normal movie. But I just don't think this movie's trying to be a normal movie at all. I think it's just like a setup for wacky gags. And if you're in for the gags, I think you have a good time with this movie. And if you're not, if it's not enough for you, then yeah, this stuff, then there's a lot of problems off. with this movie. I do like, this is the thing I like the most about the movie. The movie ultimately is about how, no, rock music is the devil. It will corrupt your children, but that's cool, is what this movie says at the end of the movie. It's like a yeah. cool thing that they burn down the school at the end of the movie because the kids are so this, corrupted this by This movie rock is music. not a good case for rock music. It's a bad, I said it in the opening, it's a bad case for rock music, but the kids love it for some reason, and... I just don't, I don't get it. I don't know. This movie's coming at me from so many different angles that I'm kind of just like, why, why is there so many tracks that you're on right now? Like, just focus on one aspect and go with that. Uh, the hall monitors, I couldn't tell if the, I like, did you guys, there's, there's another thing with the hall monitors where it was just like, these guys are kind of likable. Like, I don't know what a, what? <laughs> Uh no. What? No. no, I mean like they're just goofy. They're zany like they and they weren't cast as like evil henchmen type people. I don't know. What? Like, what? <laughs> this is the this hottest is, take that's been said yeah, on the podcast. This is uh the rare moment where Kelly says something that just completely baffles Marty and Scott. I think they're more likable. <laughs> what? No, those guys were gross, monstrous little demon freakazoids. They get like those two guys both get like so excited at any opportunity to ruin fun for other people in this movie. How are they but not then they like, like blow I like it. that. No, but they but they're also just like let's go look at the girls locker room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Like, they're greasy slime boys, but there are certain moments that I feel like they're just I don't I don't know. I don't know what to, what I'm When they to say, say cavity here. search to the d- women in their I don't school, remember this. To their I was female classmates they go, yes, they go they cavity do. search excitedly. Those were the guys you thought were really fun and likable. No. I think I think it's fair to say that they they they're in on the wacky hijinks for the most part though. Like the movie like they do there's a lot of just like goofy gags they do even with the villains in this movie. Yeah. So I I get what you're saying, Kelly. I I get what you're saying that I think that they were the idea of those characters I really like in like certain aspects. Like I do like that they're like if they had been more like little little gremlins but still like sanctimonious, like a little less perverse and more like trying to ruin fun um or, but still little like hogs. Like I don't know, just like do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like the idea of those characters, but I think the execution was, I don't know if those two actors or like what the execution was like off for me. They got, they got a lot of screen time from what I was seeing. And I think there were during, in those moments of screen time, I couldn't tell if they were on the student side or on like the principal side, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like it just, oh, they're on their own side, man. Yeah. They're kind of, they're just like neutral in the situation no, but then uh, they get pushed out of the they're like hiding in what was it the laundry bin they get pushed they get out. murdered they, just they get, get murdered. murdered at the end of this movie they yeah. get pushed out of a fucking like three-story high building while they're in a laundry chute bag or something like yeah yeah i don't think they deserved that they get murdered 
by the Ramones. <laughs> yeah, the, the Ramones, Ramones do push murdered them. them. I, I don't think. This movie doesn't exist in reality. This is a cartoon. Like this should have just been an animated movie. Yeah, because this I, movie I, doesn't this exist. Definitely in wasn't a documentary. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I just mean like That's there's a, a literal there's a literal anthropomorphic mouse because the big gag with the mice is that when mice hear the Ramones, it causes them to explode. And then at the Ramones concert later, a literal walking mouse, giant walking mouse, shows up, and the guy at the door is like, "No more mice. They keep exploding." And then the mouse holds out headphones, and the guy's like, "All right, you got headphones to protect your ears. That's great." This movie You're is in. nuts the whole time, guys. It's yeah. You just, just got to be in for the ride, I think. I don't know. I would say this movie is campy. The movie's campy, and the movie's nuts the whole time. But the mouse thing is also, like, one of the crazier things that this movie does, I would say. True, like, for sure. For sure. The other things this movie does are very, like, milk toast and not that interesting. <laughs> and, like... There's the paper I don't know. plane. It went very far. Whoa! They had a paper plane that went far. Whoa! <laughs> Riff had a fucking wet dream. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was also a very uncomfortable. A wet dream after it, like, smoking a joint. <laughs> like, yeah, shit. but also just the idea of like the the four Ramones in her bedroom while she's like increasingly. Uh, scantily clad and yeah. fucking yeah. uh joey ramones like walking up. it's just i don't know it was an uncomfortable and scene again, considering that ramones, these guys are supposed to be the ramones who these are, are like fucking high old. schoolers yes yeah. she yeah. is in yes. high school i yeah. don't care if she got held back five years because she never <laughs> studies and just listens to the ramones all the time <laughs> yeah and keeps taking over the critical. pa system <laughs> you guys are accusing her of being older than she probably is. I just want to point out. No, she's twenty. I looked it up. She was twenty six. Okay, okay. okay. During, and when they filmed this, which like okay. she, yeah, that that track. Also, I just think everybody looked, looked old 26. in the seven. Yeah, they were all. I mean, they that's... all smoked like three packs a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're smoking by sixteen, and they just and just like, like ate hey, asbestos like fucking no dessert till you finish your Marlboros. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have written down here, uh, Scott is a cross between Riff Rambo and the music teacher. Thank you. Scott, host of the podcast. (laughs) Yes, Scott from... Yeah, not Scott Stab. And then I have another note which says, would Joe Biden call the National Guard on Rock and Roll High School? And then they do call the National Guard on Rock and Roll High School. Also, no, Joe Biden Biden was like... I remember. <laughs> I remember when we were in rock and roll high school, man. We blew that thing up, and we did it. We did it. I was there. I promise. I was part of the cool guys. Yeah, me and me and Spuds, we saw that thing go up, man. And there was a giant mouse who also liked listening yeah. to rock and roll. There was a mouse. He had he had wore a cut off jean vest. <laughs> and there was blow up sex dolls that we yeah. had practice on. And people used to think the mouse would explode but he would wear little little earplugs and the bouncer would let him in man my dad could drive <laughs> uh somebody at the end of the movie says oh i think this is uh dick miller shows up at the end is the joe dante regular he played the neighbor in the gremlins movies i think he says they're ugly 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 people when he's looking at the Ramones. They it's true. Are. And he's he not wrong. Right. Yeah. He's not. That was the most grounded statement in the whole film. You know what always like brings me back around to the Ramones, though? Like, seeing them in this movie, like, what kind of brings me on their side is the fucking uh, New York accents, though. Okay. When they're just like, 
Yeah, we want to play some rock and roll. Come on. Oh, Joey. We like to play punk music. Come on. Uh, we do normal guys. It's probably too late for this, but I'm just going to mm-hmm. do a quick rundown of the plot. It's yeah. you got Riff, who's the main female protagonist, I would say, is what we they want us to do. The principal who's trying to like shut down the rock and roll aspect. Riff's just trying to get her songs to the Ramones. That's like basically it. There's a concert coming up. She gets tickets to it. Principal takes the tickets away. They end up getting tickets a different way through the radio station. They go to the concert. Riff gives the Ramones her songs. The Ramones love the songs. And then they proceed to take over, help take over the school. So I guess like when they take over the school, we mentioned this during the opener. Are the Ramones also held accountable for this more so than the music teacher, or is the I music think teacher this is, held? The this most is the controversy that ended their career, I think, because the this is around the time of the Ramones like started releasing like with bigger labels and stuff, but the music wasn't as popular. I think this is what crushed their career. That they like, blew think, up a school. Yeah, people were like, yeah, those fucking Ramones, <laughs> those dirty Ramones. They they committed an act of terrorism. We can't support yeah. them anymore. It's federal property. <laughs> Yeah. I and think it was sucking other, that ended their career. We got a we got a twenty year old principal. <laughs> Do you guys not like she the replaced Ramones? our other principal who had a stroke? Sorry, that was <laughs> Which, no, well. That's fine. the thing that's is fine. we did we did a Ramones cover band for um, Halloween one year, but I feel like it was like we were almost kowtowed in a way by how easy all their songs are. We They're all so easy. Sort of forced into it, and now everybody's like, "Oh, you're those Ramones guys, okay, right?" Gotcha. And it's yeah. like, gotcha. I like a lot of their songs, but of their discography, maybe less pro- less than 10% of their total right. songs. Let me put it this way, Marty. Like, the songs yeah. are so easy. You can walk <laughs> down a high school hallway with yeah. a group of teenagers cheering <laughs> behind you, Un- slow as hell. With all your music here. Yeah. With everything Whacking unplugged. two drumsticks together. Showing off your shoddy bottom bro of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, like, you don't have to be so specific about his personally, looks. Personally, I like the Ramones, but I, my take on it is like when it clicks, it's great music, and when it's not clicking, it, there's no middle ground for their songs. I feel like their songs are either so fucking boring to listen to, or they rule. And that there, there's only like a couple songs in this movie. Like they play "I Want to Be Sedated," and they play "I Want You Around," which is like the creepy song in the, in the middle of the movie. But it's a really good song. But then the rest of the songs, I'm just like, oh my god, they're no, so they funny because like best. those, I think <laughs> the ones you said are like. Some of my least favorites. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sheena is a punk rocker. Sedated Great sucks. song. Oh yeah, they played Sheena's. Sheena's a punk, rock, a punk right. rocker is their best song, and they open with That's it. A good and song. I should have turned yes. the movie off after that because then it would yeah. be ten out of ten. <laughs> do they do um, Judy is a punk? I like the ones where they're talking about girls and how they're punks. <laughs> they did Blitz or Kick Bop. Um, Blitz, Blitz or, or Kick, kick Bop. bop. <laughs> Blitz or Kick Bop. Blitz or Kids Kids Bop. It's Blitz Kids Bop. <laughs> <laughs> I misspoke. No. Yeah, and it was hilarious. I'm tongue-tied. I've misspoke for la- uh, apparently last week and this week. I've, I've just been tongue-tied. Uh, I keep fucking misspeaking. I can't believe you didn't pres- correctly pronounce the words Blitzkrieg Blop. Blitzkrieg <laughs> Blop. So like actually you know uh, what it is I think the Ramones most of the, hits. the Ramones tanked after this movie because they started playing riffs songs that they gave 
she, yeah, that she gave oh it. my Damn. god it was all riff randall's fault because they ended with like the song that they played three times throughout the movie which was rock, rock and, and roll high, high school. school and that song sucks yeah it's not very good <laughs> that was they a don't terrible care about theme. history i think it's fine Hey. The one song I didn't like was the really slow one, and then the one where they're just like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. This is around the time. So the next album that came out with most of these songs from this movie, I don't think it's like a soundtrack from this movie, but it's the, I forget what the album's called, but it, they did it with Phil Spector, who apparently really wanted them to be more like accessible and tried to push them to like do, you know, normal melodies. And stuff. Oh, he pushed them. <laughs> oh, into graves. Hey, I got a... I got a good. I think it's a good question because there's no such thing mm-hmm. as dumb questions. Did Danny Elfman do the score for this one? Yeah, because remember how the score was like, bing, 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 bong, bong, bong. Yeah, great Danny Elfman. Is Danny Elfman really good? Danny Elfman, holy shit! I think the Ramones did the score. Yeah, no, I was joking. This. This movie sucks. Five out of ten as a wow. movie. And well, this movie sucks. Five <laughs> out of five ten. Out of ten. <laughs> what is that logic? I feel like I've been being too harsh on movies lately. Uh, no, you're fine. On, with my ratings. You also, ratings are stupid, and yeah. critiquing movies is dumb. So five out of ten as a movie. Well, then give it a, like a fish out of ten, or like a picture of a... No, you have to do a number. No. You um, have to do a number. I did that last episode. I gave you top three to do... Green Man movies out of... <laughs> That's true. He did. He did. And uh, as a spoof, I don't know, like a three, two, two out of ten? I'll be harsher on the spoof rating, because that's very subjective. Well, let's have it then. Two out of ten. Oh. Uh, as a movie, five point two five out of ten. Five and one quarter out of ten. <laughs> uh... Yeah, this is an enjoyable movie, but uh, all the critiques we spent the last half hour giving it. Um, and as a spoof, 1.1 out of 10. Hardly a spoof. There's like spoofy moments, but it's definitely, I would say, like just an original kind of zany kind of a movie. It's a parody of rock and roll. I don't know. Marty? Um, as a spoof, I would say five out of 10. I don't think this is trying to spoof anything. I do agree with you guys, but I think because it's trying, it's trying so hard to hit the normal teen comedy kind of beats, but do it in such a like heightened over the top ways that it kind of accidentally spoofs it. Like all of the stuff that we mentioned, that's like wacky, like the paper airplane thing, right? Like in a normal teen comedy, it would just like hit a wall, whatever. But like in this movie, it becomes like a real plane. I don't know. There's just like, it accidentally does some parody of teen tropes teen comedy tropes i don't know five out of ten it's not like really doing it well but it's hard to give it a bad rating because the movie is so wacky as a movie eight out of ten i really enjoyed myself i was i'm a little shocked that you guys liked it so much less than i did but uh i just like that it was a different take on a very tired cliched type of movie i had a good time watching this flick guys do you want to get into some deep Ramones lore? Yeah, give me the no. Ramones lore. Well, Marty, you may stare at the wall while Kelly and I have a little discussion. Right, I'm going to count down from a thousand. Okay. Uh, Nine hundred ninety-nine. Oh, please do, please, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please do it in your head. Please do it in your head. Nine hundred ninety-six. Okay, Marty, I'll, I'll do it in my head. I'll do it. In thank my head. you. Uh, so I want to talk about Dee Dee Ramone. 
Uh, he had a little solo career. He he released uh, in 1989, so a full 10 years after this uh, movie came out, while the Ramones were really, really on their last legs. Uh, a solo album called Standing in the Spotlight, just a few months before the breakup of the band. Uh, and on this album, this is an insane album. There's a couple rock tracks. There's a couple rap tracks and there's even a couple German <laughs> tracks where he he sings in German. Uh he learned about rap music in rehab and uh released his first rap called Funky Man in 1987 but that does not appear on Standing in the Spotlight. Uh during this era Dee Dee would take the stage in full rap regalia just much to the dismay of his bandmates. So for this uh, album, he was paid uh, $25,000 uh, in advance by Warner Bros. Despite the departure from the band's music, Joey Ramone wanted Standing in the Spotlight to be well-received to help kickstart his own solo career. Uh, Debbie Harry sings backup vocals on Mashed Potato Time and German Kid, and German Kid also features Dee Dee rapping in both English and German, the latter of which Dee Dee learned as an army brat. So that's that's the little blurb I uh, wrote on on today's song, which is Mashed Potato Time by Dee Dee Ramone from the Ramones under the moniker Dee Dee King. Now, we have some personal <laughs> personal history with this song. Uh, uh, you see, well, Spotify dot com has this feature where if you're friends on Facebook, you can see what other people are listening to on Spotify. And I spotted Marty's well wife. Cool. Thank you. Uh, listening to the song "Mashed Potato Time," and I, I, th- oh, I thought to myself, "What in the hell?" Marty's <laughs> wife is listening to the next week's novelty song. This is <laughs> fucking crazy. And it turns, and so then I tell Marty this, and we get into this whole kerfuffle where I'm like, "Marty, listen to the song. Ask your wife what she thinks about it." And he listens to it, and he's like, "It's just kind of a normal song. It's kind of a normal doo-wop song." And I'm like. Yeah, no, it's not. Like, I forget what the exact... <laughs> we get into this huge fight for you see... Fight? Mash, yeah. Oh, I was... The thing is, when we figured out, when this resolved, I was one block from your house. <laughs> <laughs> I turned around, luckily. We figured it out in the nick of time. Mashed Potato Time by D.D. Ramone is a cover of Mashed Potato Time by... D.D. Sharp, and that's what uh, Marty's wife was listening to. But what I thought Marty's wife was listening to, which made me uh, blow my top out of (laughs) shock, what I thought Marty's wife was listening to was this. And then Marty played the music. I can rock and hip-hop All the rappers getting sour Yeah, so I th- <laughs> I was shocked to think that Marty's wife was listening to the mashed potato tap, and also that then he listened to it and was like, "I don't see anything weird about this song." <laughs> I I just said I said like, "Yeah, this sounds like everything." First off, three hundred eighty-seven. Uh, 
it just sounds like music she listens to generally. And I asked her for her thoughts. I'm like, hey, Scott, notice you're listening to this song. And she said, yeah, it's a song on my playlist. And then she walked away from me like so confused as to why Scott asked you this question. Yeah, because I thought it was this batshit wild insane song. So. Yeah, because it is a batshit wild insane song. You guys want to take a quiz? Song. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. He shouldn't have done that. Uh, do you guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have to say about it. Yeah, That's not, I'm not saying he shouldn't have done that. It's just like a shame that he's as popular as he is to have this spotlight on a song such as this. That's where yeah. I'm coming from. He's so yeah, basically, well, he I don't think anybody that. actually likes it. As far as no, I'm I mean, not saying he... there's probably one person out there who that's their favorite song in the world. It's kind of just like the narrative behind the song, not not the meta narrative, but like the overarching narrative, more behind the artist of like, oh, he's he's on a he's not going to be around like in a famous capacity for this any longer it's he's yeah, gonna be that's... remembered for Wait. what he's already done <laughs> like you guys don't remember that this song was my and my wife's wedding dance song i completely <laughs> forgot to bring that up <laughs> like yeah this we actually danced to this song. yeah you said your i do's and then you were like it's time to rock it's time to rap it's time for the mashed potato <laughs> tap. So I'm offended by what Kelly's saying. Um, no, I think D.D. King's a genius, and he deserves the ability to make whatever music he wants. No, I'm saying he definitely, ad- everyone deserves the ability to make whatever music they want, but not everyone deserves this much spotlight on mm. a song such as this. Hey, you want to make an omelet? You got to break a few fucking eggs, man. Guys, I got some lyrics in front of me. Mm-hmm. I got... I think five groups of lyrics. Yep, that's right. And uh, some of them are real. Some of them are fake. And they're all in the style of the Ramones. I'm going to list off three lyrics. Two of them are going to be real. One's going to be fake. You got to guess the fake one. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. <laughs> hey, great. Uh, here's lyric number one. I want to wrestle in the garden. I'm on my way to stardom. Lyric number two, refrigerator broke. Life is a joke. I only got a lighter. I got a bum of smoke. And lyric number three, hey, daddy-o, I don't want to go down to the basement. There's something down there. I don't want to go. Which one do you think is fake? I think the last one's fake. I think the middle one's fake. Congratulations, Marty, the middle one is fake. Number Bum one and number two are real. Bum of Smoke didn't seem... Wait, you said what, number one and number two are real? Yeah, and number... Sorry, sorry, no. Number one and number three are real. Okay, okay, okay. You still yeah. win, don't worry. Bum of Smoke didn't sound like a 70s term. Like, was that uh, a thing? I feel like that was. that's, like, more recent, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. Ask your dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My dad doesn't smoke. <laughs> what an accusation! How dare you besmirch the honor of my I'm father? I'm saying he was alive in the 70s, and he probably heard somebody talk. Oh, uh, do you know that for sure? Do you know how old my dad is? I don't know. I can we maybe move on. You know how old my dad is. So you can just say. Yeah, he's I. He was alive in the 70s, right? <laughs> Am I crazy? Yes. 
Okay, why are we dwelling? Do you need to talk about this more or less? <laughs> Sorry, I keep cutting in and out, so I think I just keep catching you on, like, the end of this. Go ahead, next one. Hey! Here, lyric A. Danny says we gotta go, gotta go to Idaho, but we can't go snur- surfing because it's 20 below. B. Jackie's playing hooky, Judy's playing pool, they both got caught for cutting, gotta go to summer school. And lyric C, Anthony works at the grocery store, saving his pennies for someday. Mama Leone left a note on the door saying, Sonny, move out to the country. C is uh, moving out. (laughs) (laughs) William Joel. Very good, Kelly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Lyric one. Yeah, yeah, whoa, whoa. I can't take it, take it, take it, take it no more. Lyric B, yeah, yeah, she's the one. Yeah, yeah, she's the one. When I see her on the street, you know she makes my life complete. And lyric C, rock, rock, rockaway beach. Rock, rock, rockaway beach. Rock, rock, rockaway beach. We can hitch a ride to rockaway beach. Number one. Ah. Wow, yeah. Because it was the most generic. Uh, I I'll guess the third B. one. I'll guess B. Oh, I have kind of already said A yeah, is the but fake one. Marty's trying to make yeah. it. Yeah. Point to Kelly. Number one, the KKK took my baby away. They took her away, away from me. Lyric B, I'm a shock trooper in a stupor. Yes, I am. I'm a Nazi shotzi. Why, I know I fight for the fatherland. Little German boy being pushed around. Little German boy. In a German town. Yikes. And lyric C. I'm with her. We love Mayor Pete. Let's get Biden elected. Marty C. Marty C. Marty C. Tie it back up. Marty C. Marty C. Yeah, those are all their political lyrics. The Nazi stuff. uh, It sucks. (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, it's, I think in only just one or two songs, but it was, I forget which, if it was, I think Johnny Ramone was particularly the one into that stuff. And it was all for shock value. Two of the four Ramones were, in fact, Jewish, but still just like, boo. Last group. Uh, Number one, hanging out on 2nd Avenue, eating chicken vindaloo. I just want to be with you. I just want to have something to do. B, stepping out, stepping out, stepping out. I want to, want to, (laughs) want to get in a fight. And C, I don't like drugs. I don't like water bugs. I don't care about poverty. All I care about is me. Kelly C. I'm going to go B. B is the fake one. Who wins? Nobody kept wins. score again. Pretty sure Marty won. To close things I I- out, do you want to hear uh, Weird Al's take on the Ramones? <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. It's from Scoops and Novelty Songs. It's we our due to. diligence. Absolutely. Like I said last episode, we are compelled to play this. Weird Al did a cover of Beat on the Brat, and I think it's just a straight-down-the-plate cover. There's no parody. He just did that song. Well, 
speaking of you, man, do you got a novelty product or what? Yeah, man. Old man. Yeah, man. Well, uh, yeah, we, we all know, as we all know, here on Spoof Scoofs and Novelty Songs, this Sunday, I'm pretty sure it's this Sunday, according to my math on the schedule. Uh-oh. <laughs> Father's Day is coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm. A time to celebrate dads by being absolutely terrible at getting them a gift relevant to their lifestyle. Duh. I, I don't need a stinking uh, hammer. Riding lawnmower this year. Ooh. Did you really? Yeah, he yeah. lives in a condo, though, so it's a little awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I purchased it myself. <laughs> yeah, I forgot we make, like, $8 billion a year on this podcast. Mm, yes. Yes, I got it with the residuals. <laughs> Get your dad a wallet that says, like, dad motherfucker on it or something. Yeah, Get him a yeah that's kind of gross. That says, uh, dad motherfucker on it. Yeah. Dad motherfucker. Dad. Dad motherfucker. Instead of bad. I get it. Yeah. I get you get it? it? It's like the... And it also means, like, dad is fiction. monogamous. Good for him. <laughs> Or uh, my personal favorite, you could get him a tie. But not just any tie, guys. This week, Uh I'm going to take a shallow dive into the piano tie. The piano tie. Oh, have you guys seen this? Have you heard about this? That's how you know which teacher's the music teacher. Yeah, (laughs) in any movie, that's how you know. Uh, Honestly, there's, there's, it's, uh, you know, strangely, let's, let's just, I'll do a brief. It's out of the out of the crazy fashions of the 1980s. The piano key necktie sure has become. They were doing all kinds of time. weird scaling things with pianos in the 80s. They're making them so big you got to play them with your feet, and so tiny you can wear them around. They were putting them on guitars where they don't belong. They were putting them in the sky with Elton John. Yeah, I'm pretty sure people were like running down crazy sort of MC Escher roads made of piano keys. Yeah, they were putting them on the big screen with Tom Hanks hopping around on it. We all know. Uh, There's not a lot written on the history of the necktie of piano keys because of like gray legalities of fashion copyright industry. I think there's a couple of people saying, no, I invented it. No, it mm-hmm. was me who had this really dumb idea, but, like, I think... Yeah, what a out. thing to, like, tr- need to brag over. I don't know if it's bragging as much as it's, like, it's everywhere. It was everywhere for a period of time, and then it was, like, I want the money from this. But, yeah, uh, that's capitalism. Uh, I think a big company jumped on the copyright for it quick and then it was just like well everyone can do it if you have piano pattern fabric make it yourself so the only brief research that i came across was of course the famous mugatu from zoolander's claim to fame of having invented the piano key necktie that was his thing Maybe we'll watch Zoolander in the future. Who knows? I think we should. It's spoofy. It's a spoof of the, well, fashion industry. Yeah. So in lieu of the lack of archives surrounding this novelty product, I lean heavily on my Father's Day crutch and sincerely turn to the following. Fellas, let's have a little contest to see who can name television's most iconic dads of all time. Homer Simpson. No, hey, come on. <laughs> At least wait for us to start. 
Uh, you just said. There wasn't really a good ranker list on this, so I just found one from purewow.com. So, yeah, just a classic ranker list style quiz. I don't think I've ever done one of these sincerely. The only time I've ever done one was when I did the min- mineral thing like two mm-hmm. or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, this one's a real one. So, I guess, how do you guys do this? Two points for top ten and, and that's it? Or- I, I do two points for the top five and then one point for five through 15 or six through 15. Yeah, but you can okay. do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, that's gen- that's about what I usually do. Yeah. All right, I'll do. Oh, that. is that two- in a rough approximation of what you do, Marty? Two yeah, that's points what for I, top I five. came up with. That I came up with this little system, Kelly, where I do two points for top five guesses, and then six through fifteen. And I don't need to, uh, you know, think about it. I know for sure that it's six through fifteen. Uh, you get a point <laughs> for getting that right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's not about what you do. It's exactly what you do. Oh, is it? I guess. Yeah, I guess it yeah. is. It is. Except yeah. I take a little longer to process the math that's right that's right if you want to insult my intelligence like that no i didn't kick me down because i'm neurodivergent you fucking prick yeah i guess you did say five through 15 okay yeah that's weird (laughs) (laughs) all right uh who wants to go first scott went first already yeah i said homer simpson homer simpson i'm scrolling i'm control effing Homer Simpson is number 22 on this list. What? Absolutely fucking this insane. This, I'm about to rip list? my desk in half. <laughs> what is this list? I don't know. Um, it's not great. Okay. Um, I'll go Archie Bunker. I'm scrolling. It's not on here. Jesus Christ. What is, is going it, on? Uh, yeah, okay. So here, here's what I'm going to do. I, this is going to... I may not be long for this world, gentlemen. <laughs> if the guess I'm about to guess is higher <laughs> than uh, Homer Simpson or in the top five, I am going to jump headfirst into a wood chipper. <laughs> Peter Griffin. <laughs> yep. He is not on the list, Scott. Oh, okay, this <sighs> is TV. You said Dad characters or TV dads? TV dads. Stevie dads. Stevie dads. Okay. Dad's name Stevie. It's, so it's it's. I guess it's. Here's the TV caveat. Dads. It's 32 of the best TV dads of all time. So I don't oh. know. Oh, that, Kelly, no, <laughs> no. So not the hey, 32. It's well. What do you mean? It's still got a lot of iconic. Is dads this the in here. only l- dad list on Ranker, or did there's, you get some no, like bizarre? There's no good dad list on Ranker. I don't know how so, you guys find lists on Ranker. Ranker sucks. What a terrible site <laughs> for the things that I wanted to have. It didn't have any mineral lists three weeks ago. Marty, and go. For we just gotta. List, we just gotta throw spaghetti at the wall. Let's just go yeah, rapid some fire spaghetti. on this. You guys are gonna have to think I, outside the box a little bit. This is well, pretty I mainstream mean, like, stuff uh, here. Uh, so are we just get? So there's no top. Oh five my or top god! 10. Just guess. There is top five. Just guess, bro. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, uh, Carl from Family Matters. I'm scrolling. Carl Winslow, number twenty-seven. Oh, see. Okay, we're placing. Uh, I will guess uh, Walter White. I am scrolling number 10. Scott's on the board. He's got a point. I don't. Tony Soprano. Hey. I am 
scrolling. Mozzarella, come on. Tony Soprano number 20. What the fuck is going on? What is this fucking list? How about this? this? How about you get two two points for top 10 and one point for any other ones? And we play to... 900. (laughs) 6.9. We play to Um, a board. That's my favorite uh, benchmark. Um, Danny Tanner. Danny Tanner. Number eight. That's right. Oh my god. So Scott's got four point five points. I just like can't even. Marty has two. (laughs) Jed Bartlett. He's a dad. He is a dad. How do you spell that? Uh, Just look up West Wing. Search for West Wing. Okay. Yeah, it's not on here. Scott. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna say um, you're not even looking for the. I did look for it. It's not on here. It's not on here. I'm gonna say. uh, Fuck. Who's Mad Men guy? Don Don Draper. Draper. Yeah. Not on here. Damn. Um. uh, Oh. Oh. uh, Frank Costanza. I am scrolling number 21. Hey. Jesus Christ. And Morning. I'm... Three points. I'm gonna <laughs> say TV Dads. TV oh, dads, I, got it. I got my next one. Just load it up. Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. TV Dads. TV Dads. You can name, like, the shows, too. I don't care. Oh, I'm gonna say the Varsity Blues coach dad. Varsity Blues. Fuck. Not- sorry. Friday Night Lights. Fri- I yeah. misspoke. Friday Night Lights coach dad. All right, Eric Taylor from Friday Night Lights <laughs> coach dad. He's on the list. Number fifteen. His name is Coach Dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name Crane. is his name is Coach Dad. Coach. <laughs> coach Dad. Martin Crane's not on the list. Scott has seven. We're playing to ten. Officially. Unless you can't come up with any more. No, just let me think. I'm gonna say Professor the Professor from Powerpuff Girls. I like it a lot, and it's not on here. <laughs> oh, it's not? Stark? Huh, weird. Ned Stark, number twenty-three. Hey, Jim Carrey, the mask. Uh <laughs> TV dads. I can't even think of a TV show in general right now. TV know, shows. Yeah. TV shows. TV shows. There's dads. When you think about it, dude, there's like a dad in almost every TV show. Oh, God. I. Th- uh, who knows how long. Oh, Jesus. Obviously, I don't condone this guess. Me guessing this guess is not me uh, morally support saying this is a good person. Just in case anybody gets that in their head. Are you guessing Hitler? I will guess one William Cosby. <laughs> no, this is a pretty modern list. Oh, see, that's what I was going to say. It He's depends on, on when the list is from. You could have this, asked. But, did this uh, list see that Hannibal Burris set or no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cosby's uh, not on here. Okay. I will guess. I'm going to continue with my Game of Thrones guesses and go Tywin Lannister. No. Damn it. <laughs> you... I'm. I mean, just name. Oh, Brian Cranston, dad number two from Malcolm in the Middle. How? No. 
this what the fuck is this list um you guys are like thinking uh, way too outside like network television sitcoms network television dramas have these network television shows richard gilmore Ooh, is that on here no <laughs> the dad bad. from sister sister yeah ray campbell he's on here hey what? number 28 <laughs> I'm one point away from victory. One point away from victory. Oh my god. He's one of the best dads like, in the fucking I world. Like, I feel like I'm being oh, pranked. I, I got like mine locked pranked. and loaded. Marty, your guesses like have pranked. been terrible. I don't think you're being pranked. I guessed you guessed Martin. Game of Thrones twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you guessed the West Wing. If Ned Wait, Stark's were, okay. not on the list, oh, there's surely Kelly, Tywin's on the Kelly, list. You said... Kelly, I guess two of the biggest fucking shows ever, and you're making fun of me for no, this. No, I'm gave not up. making fun. Well, obviously, one of them worked out. Up. You guessed Game of Thrones twice is up. what I'm making fun of I also guessed Martin Crane, and Martin Crane was not on the list. Yeah, that one was given a good up, guess. Then why aren't what you, you guessing right now? You're just um, bitching I'm moaning. buying time, you motherfucker. I'm S- buying time. Okay, while you're buying time, Scott... When you think of the West Wing, you know what I think <laughs> yeah. of? When I think of the West Wing, when you think of the West Wing, you know what I think of? Yeah, I think of... I think of dad. dad. I think of a good dad. This That's is what I dad. think of. I do think of my dad asleep on the recliner. <laughs> okay, Morty, Morty Seinfeld. Morty Seinfeld, why not? You guessed Seinfeld? <laughs> so fuck it, run it back. No. It worked the first time. Hey, I gotta guess. You ready? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a good guess. That is a oh, good guess. Oh, man. He's not on here. Whoa. Okay, I now I'm on Marty's side. Fuck this. I have to see. <laughs> what is this fucking list? Yeah, just read the list. Just read the all list. Right, all right, all right, all right. Number one, Phil Dunphy, Modern Ooh. Family. What? Okay. You could have just said Modern Family, Dad. Okay, uh. also, this is like the... There was a list on Ranker, and half of the top ten were Modern Family Dads, because there are five dads on that show. So I was oh. like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, good choice. Uh, number two, I honestly would have given you, if you guessed uh, Terry Crews from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, or Terry Crews in any capacity, it's Christopher Julius Rock from Everybody Hates Chris. Um, uh. He's played by Terry C- Crews. Jack Pearson, This Is Us. So you know how I said top five for the Ranker list was this uh, was... a. Uh, Modern Family. The other top five was the dads from This Is Us because apparently Jesus there are a billion dads Christ. on that show too. <laughs> uh, I thought of that as like a guest, but I was like, I, iconic TV dads. The this characters one, from This Is Us. This like, one. What? This one. I'm a little upset you didn't get Philip Banks from The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, that's a good Iconic dad. Well, iconic. he's kind of an, an uncle. iconic uncle. Yeah, to he's be an fair. iconic uncle. <laughs> but he's Fuck Carlton's dad. And he's kind of like a father figure, you know what I'm saying? <sighs> so then, it's also, not famous father figures. It's not famous father figures. It's the famous next dad. one, yeah, if it was famous father figures, I would have said God. Number one, <laughs> <laughs> he's also a dad, though. To be fair, yeah. he's a famous dad. Yeah, he's not a famous TV dad, though. Not yet. Not until <laughs> well, our pilot. I mean, gets God, up. God did friend me. Yeah. God uh, did have you me. watched any TV preachers? <laughs> Yes. Uh, Ron Swanson. That's an awful one. That one does not deserve to be on this list. Wait, which one? He's Ron Swanson. He's not a dad. He's, he's literally, he's, he's a dad for very like famously not married until the he's fuck that. He's a dad for like an episode. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. This is just, okay. No, this is just, I watched TV from 2012 to now. That's what this yeah, list is. That's what this is. That's what this well, list is. Then it goes into Michael Kyle, who's my wife and kids, Damon Wayans. That one I'm a little okay. surprised by, but like but, I'm not but, surprised it's on here. 
It's the but, name uh, of the show. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Fred Andrews from Riverdale. <laughs> of course. Iconic dad. Okay. Danny Tanner from Full House. That one's yeah. actually it's like, that's, that's yeah, low-hanging fruit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, James Evans Sr. Oh, I thought from it was Good a pretty times. good guess. I don't know about low-hanging fruit. <laughs> I, Scott, I thought it was a great guess. Thank you. Walter White does not deserve to be on this list. He's an awful dad, but okay. Well, this is yeah. just top. Steve Brady, Sex right. in the City. Is this a rank? Is this and a rank? This of is where West Wing's guess is actually not a bad guess because I also wouldn't put Sex in the City dad on this, yeah. but I haven't oh, watched what? Sex in the City, so that's on me. Uh, Cyrus Rose from Gossip Girl. Sure. Gomez Adams from The Adams Family. <laughs> okay, that's a good <laughs> if one. If anybody that... guessed that, I would <laughs> bow to them. Adam but Braverman like from Parenthood. You guys got Eric sure. Taylor, Coach Dad from Friday Night Lights. Hey, Coach Dad. <laughs> oh, oh, the South Park Dad. The, the Dad in South Park's going to be on this. Randy list. Marsh. Yeah, William Randy Hill. Marsh. This is us. Al, Hank Hill. Al Hank Bundy. Hill. Oh, married with Children. Hank Hill, I would have given you. I don't think he's on this list. Uh, Bob Belcher, Bob's Burgers. Sandy hey. Cohen, the OC. Where's Corbin when you need him? <laughs> Tony Soprano, The Sopranos. You got that one. Mm-hmm. Frank Costanza, you got that one. Homer Simpson, Ned Stark, Dan Connor from Roseanne. <laughs> so wait, yeah. Ned Stark was on the list? Yeah, yeah, Ned Stark was. But when you guessed Game of Thrones the second time, that's when I was shit. like, on what are you t- yeah. <laughs> Well, because I just I couldn't think of a show. <laughs> Marty, the rules of any good list is one dad per show, except for This Is Us, two Shows? dads yeah, from This Is Us. And Modern Family, those have to take up the I think Modern ten. Family only had two. Dude, maybe Dumpy these shows, here. obviously these shows are actually, like, really popular. I think we're actually, like, being we're weirdos out of the for loop. being, like, I think we're out of not everybody watches one. the same TV shows as oh. the 90s as me. I've seen all these shows. It's just, like, considering these to be, like, the iconic characters of, or, like, that they are, like, like the Ron Swanson thing, where it's, like, how does he represent, like, iconic yeah. dads? That's, like, that's that insane. One's, that one's bal- uh, baloney. Um, but like also, <laughs> you guessed West Wing, like, third, so... <laughs> just say you like Ron Swanson. It's just okay to like him as a character. Yeah, yes. You, you don't, don't have, have to, to rank him the best dad. You can just like yes. him. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's that's the best dad's definitive. There's no arguments against any of these. Yeah, these legally the best send dads. it to the Library of Congress. Yep, it's uh-huh. already in there. Print it, paste it, copy, <laughs> cut. It's good. I like it's when done. this. I like when this podcast turns into us criticizing a list we find on the internet. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to a movie we find on the internet. Come on, I, we're having a good time. <laughs> I think. That's going to do it for me. I don't know if it's going to do it. I don't want to speak for you guys, but uh, this is that's going to do it for me. Ending the podcast. Um, it's You know, I'm going to do 20. I'll do 20 more minutes without you guys. It's okay. All right. I'll Kelly, let's going. shut down. <laughs> All right. Marty? All right. Signing so, off. Give us a tight 20, please. Uh, yeah. So have you guys heard about Um, I went to this school the other day. To uh, I never got to finish my story from earlier in the podcast. So, okay. I <laughs> went to this school the other day. I'm hacking the stream. It's no! me. It's me. Julian Assange. Julian <laughs> <laughs> I've hacked in. Are the other two co-hosts gone? 
They are gone, Julian Assange. <laughs> it's just turning into a different... I, oh, I have so many questions to ask you. Um, first off, Yeah, well, I know doing? lots about myself. I'm very well educated on hey. me and WikiLeaks. Are you a big Are you a big fan of Spoof Scoops and novelty songs? Do you listen, like, regularly? It's my favorite blooming podcast. You know what I gotta say to you? What's that? We really appreciate that. We really appreciate it. Oh, you was, wait, you're thanking me for listening and then following that up with, you appreciate it? Yeah. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> Flawless Goodbye. episode. Next, next week we're doing uh, Misfortune. <laughs>